Welcome to Boardwalk Sports Talk, the podcast by the Jersey sports fan for the Jersey sports fan. Because in New Jersey, we know you don't like us. And guess what? We don't like you either. Well, hello there and welcome to episode 28 of Boardwalk Sports Talk. I'm Brian Kinkowski along with my good friend, colleague, and uh, new interview uh, superb guy, Carl Freemeyer. It's a great day to be Jersey. And <laughs> I, I got to say, the, the month that you took off there, Bri, you know, definitely improved, you've improved your, uh, your delivery. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say I took it off. Been been very busy. Uh, it's been, been very hectic around my, uh, my household, but I'm happy to be back. Very much enjoyed listening to your interviews with uh, Quincy Doobie and uh, what's the Steve? Oh, I forget his last name. Steve of, uh, O. Steve O. Yeah, Steve Ostergren of Scarlet Fever. Yeah, that was those were two awesome interviews. Honestly, two loyal sons, just fantastic guys too. Not Steve O from Jackass. Steve O from Scarlet Fever. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed that interview. He he was awesome. He reminds me of of. Like it, it's cool to see that there were people that were just like us that were at Rutgers like in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. Like the 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 cycle continues. There were people like that before us. There's probably people like that there now. Um, you know, it's like the circle of life of of New Jersey pride. One hundred percent. Yeah, you get sucked in, man, and the program and the experiences. They just they do something to you, and it makes you want to give that to another generation of kids in, in New Jersey and, and have it be something that is self-perpetuating. And it's, you know, I, he said, he said he thinks we're going to be back there and Taekwon Underwood said it, you know, he said it as well. So, I mean, from his, his lips to God's ears, I hope so, man, because that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And uh, it, it's just fun to hear someone talk like I, like I, there was multiple points during that interview where I was just like, that's what I say. I say that all the time. Like when he was talking about like why you shouldn't go to, uh, you know, go to, go to other schools out of, out of state. You know, I was sitting there like, that's what I say. Like, that's exactly what I say. And then, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my wife who obviously went to school out of state and, you know, she's got plenty of valid reasons. You know, there, there are plenty of valid reasons to go to a school out of state, but a lot of the arguments that he uh, that Steve was using are definitely things that I agree with. You know, not not sitting here to sit, not going to sit here and say that there aren't valid reasons, but a lot of the reasons that are currently used um, in my mind are not valid. And also, um, you know, you, you you've talked about this in the past the the hit the smear campaign on Rutgers from New Jersey people. And when I was talking to my wife about this we kind of realized, like, I feel like a lot of the the smear campaign, a lot of people that are doing these smear campaigns are, are are people that might not necessarily be able to get into Rutgers. So in order to justify in their own head, they say, oh, Rutgers, the, the STD capital of the world or whatever, whatever ridiculous stuff people come up with in their brain to justify going uh, to a school that costs double what Rutgers costs and your degree means less, you know, I, I, uh, I I personally don't understand it for a lot for a lot of people. Like I said, for some people, like if you if you want to s- study a specific thing that Rutgers doesn't really offer, like I went to school uh, for communication, not Rutgers strong suit. They don't have a great communication school. Um, you know, if you wanted to go to like a Syracuse or a Northwestern, something that 
you know, had a little bit better school that that makes sense. But when you're, you know, you don't even know what you want to do with your life and you're going to go to, you know, uh, Quinnipiac, like I think what Steve, one of the examples that he used Quinnipiac, you know, private school in Connecticut where I, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's uh, known as a better college than Rutgers in any way, shape or form on, on any level. Um, well, they have a better know. hockey team. I know that. They do have a good hockey. Yes, they definitely would kill us in hockey. That's for sure. But we don't but have no, a fair team. point. We don't have a hockey team. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it just goes to show how effective these schools are at marketing their images. And it starts with your with your brand. You know, it starts with the the letters on your sweatshirt. And and over time, you know, these these images get sort of seared into the minds of young people. So you grow up just thinking to yourself, man, it'd be cool to go to school in Boston and go to Boston College or. Yeah, Virginia Tech, that would be an interesting place to apply to school. And for no other reason than the fact that they're just marketing themselves really well. And then you wind up as a consumer effectively being seduced by the marketing and doing something that is not always in your best interest. So, I mean, you know, kids are choosing Virginia Virginia Tech despite the fact that it has that opposite ratio, despite the fact it's going to cost them twice as much, if not three times as much to go to school over their lifetimes. Um, cause they're going to have, you know, if they have to accrue debt, forget about it. I mean, you're talking about twice to three times as much uh, money you're going to spend over the life over your lifetime. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing that kids 18 years old have to make those life decisions given their faculties, given their, you know, sense of, uh, purpose and, and, you know, having to decide what they want to do the rest of their lives. It's a lot to ask somebody to decide on. And the schools are really good at marketing themselves and drawing those out of state kids. So, right, yeah, I remember I remember seeing a billboard on the turnpike like I don't think it's there anymore, but it was there for a while and it was from the University of Maine. And it just said, like, go to UMaine uh, for the same cost uh, of Rutgers, basically the same out of state cost that Rutgers is in state. So, like, they're literally just putting it right on the turnpike, like right on your home turf, like just trying to trying to poach kids. And, and I will say, and this is something I talked about with my wife, um, there is something to be said, I think, for going somewhere and getting a new experience with a different culture that, you know, you're not necessarily used to. I, I totally get that. Some people want that. Um, not necessarily something that I was super interested in and some people, you know, so teach their own on, on that one. If, you, if that's something you feel like you, you need to go experience something else to, to appreciate what you got, you know, to each, to each their own, I guess there. I mean, for, uh, for, for those of you that want to go experience the world for four years and come back to Jersey, you know, more power to you. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's a plausible reason to kind of spread your wings and fly. But again, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be pitching Rutgers to anybody that'll listen. And I, I mean, New Jersey is recently was was uh, ranked the best state to live in by some syndicated article or news site. I'm not sure where. Yeah, but, uh, it's definitely got a, it's got a nice balance. I mean, there's a reason why all these kids that go to these other states to for school come back and settle down in New Jersey. They're not settling down in the state they went to, you know, so it's there's a reason for that. And if you want to be connected to your school, more better to be connected to in New Jersey than your home school of Rutgers. I mean, it's kind of hard to be connected to a school in Arizona or California when you're living in New Jersey. So, yep, yep. Yeah, I actually saw that article too about New Jersey being the number one state in the in the country. I was uh, that that was that's all right. I mean, I agree. I was shocked to see that because. New Jersey, I feel like constantly gets dumped on by everybody in the country. So I'm sure a lot of people read the article and were just like, yeah, bull crap. But 
you know, whatever. On that note, the, how about that um, that Barstool Sports poll, top college town in New Jersey? Did you see who uh, who they voted for? Like who? Yeah, was yeah, I saw Princeton. I Princeton? grew up right at, I grew up right outside of Princeton. Princeton is absolutely gorgeous, um, gorgeous, gorgeous college town. But if I mean, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for like just like the the scenery, um, you know. I guess, like I, I would say, Princeton is. Come on, is, dude. Princeton is not the top. Come on. I mean, I would yeah. say Princeton. I would say Princeton is is prettier than 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 New Brunswick. Oh, sure, sure. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you're talking more college ideally. town, like if you want to get a college experience, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I it's not even close. Right. I mean, that that competition is not even close. I, I, I thought that was crazy. It's like the old argument I used to hear, like. People when you know when I was in high school and people were deciding where they were going to college and stuff. And I remember people like going to like TCNJ and stuff and being like, "The campus is so pretty," and it's like, "Cool, like that quad that is so pretty is going to be empty on the weekends, and you're going to be coming to Rutgers to have a good time." <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And like, I, I think there Princeton's a little bit better than like a TCNJ as far as like on campus like stuff to do like i said i grew up right around the corner from there uh it's a nice area nassau street's really nice and there's lots of shops and stuff to do i don't i'm not sure what the party scene at princeton is i don't i don't think it's much of a party school um they're probably all studying but you know again teach their own i i yeah i i don't know what they were going off of but obviously i disagree as well it's weird that bar a bar stool of all the the kind of sources went with Princeton because I mean, when I think of college town, I think of, yeah, all the pageantry of college sports. I think of microcosm of the state. Like you go there and you expect to see kids from that state going to school. It captures like the, the sort of zeitgeist of the state within that, that town. Right. Princeton is not New Jersey. No, 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 no way, dude. No way. Most of the kids at Princeton aren't even from New Jersey. They're yeah. from all over the country and the world. It's the top like five institution in the world. Yeah, I mean the kids at Princeton do not reflect New Jersey at all. Uh, kids in New Brunswick, however, are hundred percent New Jersey guys, like and girls. Like they come from places like Red Bank and Cherry Hill and Bergen County, Hackensack and Rochelle Park, and you know everywhere in between. I mean, you'll find Philly and New York and. Uh, north and south and mid you know, Middletown. It's it's just a hodgepodge of of Jersey, like hot mess. So yeah, to me that was a crazy, crazy take um, on Jersey. But hey, again, we'll, we'll convince them otherwise. We yeah, still- I think I think Barstool. Uh, I, I follow them pretty closely. They like to troll Rutgers a lot, so I'm not sure that that wasn't just a blatant troll job. Um, you know, by somebody that there's a couple. Uh, Couple people that are uh, one of the producers at Barstool Sports is a is a huge Rutgers guy. Uh, went to Rutgers, is huge into the sports and always tweeting about it and stuff. So I'm not sure that that wasn't done just directly to troll him, honestly. But you know, could be. Yeah, obviously, obviously it worked. It got under all of our skin. So, <laughs> but anyway, there's been so there's been a lot going on, lots uh, to talk about in the world of sports since we last met. Um, I'll hop into baseball real quick. The the Yankees are a triple play machine. I don't know if you uh you've been following Yeah, triple play to end a game. Are you kidding me? Are you Dude, they've had they had three triple plays in thirty one days. That's insane. I mean the statistic that's so statistically improbable it's not even worth like thinking about how how out, outrageous that is. I mean that's never happened before. It's literally never happened before. One in a trillion. 
it's and, and part of it is just sheer luck too. Like you gotta be in the situation and then happen to get the uh two two of the triple plays were exactly the same. The fir- uh the first one and the third one, it was just runners on first and second, nobody out, and Araldis Chapman pitching and the guy just rips a shot to the third baseman who just steps on third and then it goes around the horn. The second one was awesome. I don't know if you saw it, but they were playing the Blue Jays and it was one of those situations where uh, there was, again, obviously nobody out for there to be a triple play. The ball was hit back to the pitcher and the pitcher, uh, I guess, kind of got um, got the runners at second. There was actually second and third and nobody out. Ball gets hit back to the pitcher and it was a kind of like a slow chopper. The runner from third kind of got caught in no man's land, um, thought he can go home. The pitcher gets the ball and kind of like stares him back. The runner at second thought the runner from third was going home. So he runs almost all the way to third base. Then the guy at third base realizes – he realizes the guy at third base isn't running home. They throw it at first to get the out. And then they literally have basically two simultaneous pickles between second and third and between third and home, and they end up getting both guys out. It was incredible. So that was that was wow. a little That's- little bit more unorthodox, but it was really cool. And one of the cool things about the most recent triple play was it was on Father's Day, and I think I told you about this a while ago. My son, uh, the first triple play against the White Sox, I was watching the game with him when it happened. And I was you know so excited we were going crazy. Um, my my everyone knows I hate Aroldis Chapman. So on Father's Day, Chapman walked the first two batters of the inning. The Yankees are up by one run. And he walks the first two batters of the inning. Uh, so it's first and second, nobody out. I just I, – I leave. I'm like, I'm not going to watch the end of this. I know what happens here. Chapman's going to just walk five straight people in and we're going to lose. Um, so my son was watching the game outside. I went inside real quick just to, like, not watch. And all of a sudden I just hear my son, who's seven, just losing his mind out there. And I'm at first I'm not sure exactly what happened because he loses his mind when, like, Aaron Judge, like, hits a deep fly to center field. You know what I mean? And it like almost goes out or like uh, Garrett Cole strikes somebody out. So I, I thought maybe he, they just gotten out and he just comes running in. He's like, daddy, daddy, they got it. They did it again. They got a triple play. And I was just like, what? And then I ran outside and saw it. It was, it was so cool. Yeah. Really cool moment. It, it kind of came full circle where I watched, I watched the triple play with him and showed him like, this is what a triple play is. And then he saw one happen and then came running to me on father's day to tell me it happened. So proud dad moment that's super cool that's super cool yeah you literally uh he literally went from can you do that like i feel like the first time i saw a triple play i was like can they do that you know right, right, i didn't even know yeah. you could do that yeah to to now he's like identifying them and like losing his mind when he sees it that's right that is pretty cool that is yeah, pretty cool me daddy did you see the triple play like he's like my son's at the point now where he's like telling me about sports stuff which is amazing yeah it's really cool I remember as a kid, like asking my my dad, like, "Hey, did you see like the end of the uh, you know Rangers game or, or whatever?" And the answer invariably was no. <laughs> and now, and now, and now we're gonna get to that point because we're gonna be like, our you know your your son's gonna have time to to enjoy sports like we used to have time to enjoy sports, where you just kind of sit back, you don't have a care in the world, and you're just watching your team, man. That's that's the best. Now I can I can still get into that mode, but it takes a while. Like it has to be like a, a dedicated kind of day, you know, affair before I can really like lean back and get into it like that. Right. Right. Um, did you see, by the way, uh, just keep it not really necessarily on the topic of Yankees, but just baseball in general, um, the whole, obviously the testing uh, or the, 
you know, the checking of the gloves and the hats. Yeah, the foreign, the foreign substance stuff. What is yeah. going on there? It seems Jacob, like it's... Jacob Degrom was the first one to get, to, you know, to get looked at, and then to yes, me, it I... feels it feels like a just a big battle right now between the Players Association and Major League Baseball because the Players Association is pissed off that they changed the baseballs right to to mitigate offense, and then the. Because I didn't, I didn't know this, but ma- you know, Major League Baseball owns Rawlings, so Major yeah. League Baseball—they're the ones who manufacture the balls that are used to play the game. Interesting. So they, they can, they can, they can change the game's trajectory completely by just changing the ball, and that's what they did. They changed the baseball. A lot of people are complaining. A lot of players are complaining about that. A lot of batters, and then. Uh, obviously, on the Major League Baseball side, they're like, "Dang, we create a situation where pitchers are like unhittable this season." So, like, how the heck are we going to fix that? So, they're trying to figure out like what they can do to, I guess, mitigate. And that's where this foreign substance nonsense is coming from. I, I really believe that's what it is. It's just like a, a a to and fro on that side. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the. I, I I don't really know. It it seems like it's an overcorrection, and it's going to be something that doesn't really stick. Like they're going to do it for like a little bit, and then it's just going to kind of go back to the way it was, is my guess. But who knows? There's been some very funny instances that have come of it, though. Like I don't know if you saw. Um, there's two specifically yesterday. Ser- Sergio Romo, I think he's on the A's now. He literally just started undressing, like after the inning. Like, he literally just, the umpire started walking towards him. He just threw his hat at him, dropped his glove, ripped his belt off, and literally took his pants off, Carl. Like, he literally, like, pant, like Didn't Scherzer, Scherzer he, did that too, right? Yeah, well, Scherzer yesterday got in the uh, thing with Girardi, because I guess Girardi wanted him tested. He got checked, like, four times in three innings. And That's Scherzer, Bush League. That's Bush League by Girardi, man. Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the league. Like, you're really going to throw that, like, lo- like, lob that criticism out there yeah like now well now it's gonna now it's gonna be like a new level of gamesmanship of like managers trying to get in a guy's head and clearly Girardi did get in his head but it backfired because it just pissed him off and then he struck out uh i forget who he struck out but he struck out the last batter of the inning and then just stared down Girardi. Girardi came out of the dugout and ended up getting tossed out because he was mouthing off to scherzer scherzer goes into the dugout <laughs> and starts like waving at Girardi and like puts his glove up in his hat and is like see i got nothing i'm still striking you out so it's actually See, baseball. Baseball is the weirdest sport when it comes to like one upsman, one upmanship, and like yeah. you know, like uh, showing respect to other to other players. It's just such a strange sport that way. There's no other sport like that. Like you can talk endless amounts of shit in football, and no one will, like you know, no one will say a thing. I mean, you've 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 heard the kinds of things that are said on the sideline of football games yeah. from high school to college to NFL. It's yeah, insanity too. Yeah, it's insanity, dude. Ken Hitchcock. Ken Hitchcock, like one of the nicest guys ever. You see him, he looks like a, you know, everybody's favorite grandpa, right? He'd give you like a, like a little uh, Werther's chocolate when he saw you. That guy cur- knows more curse words than probably the whole Navy combined. I've, I've heard him string together curse words like you can't even imagine. So yeah, hockey as well. You're totally right about that. Yeah. On, on the note of, on the topic of hockey, how about the Islanders getting smoked eight zip tonight? That's do or die for them, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're actually going to drop the puck here in about half an hour. So obviously, we won't know uh, the result of the game tonight. Um, How do you lose a game eight nothing? I don't like, know. Like I a actually, pivotal yeah, game, that, that especially weird. as good of, as as good of, as they've been. How how do you lose a game eight zip? I just don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's not much. I, I will say, I watched the game. Um, 
the score was worse than the game, if it makes sense. Like, well, they got outshot like almost two to one, though, right? Yeah, but like, so it was one of those deals where like literally every single bounce that could possibly go Tampa Bay's way, like at least three of their goals, I think, were literally like shot off someone's back and just like popped into the net over the goalie's shoulder pad. He didn't even see it. You know what I mean? Just like weird. All right, well, that's still that's still that's still five nothing though. Right, or like or, those off, three. or off someone's skate and in through the five hole, and then the, and then the Islanders hit the post like three times in three minutes. So it was one of those things where like they weren't getting a single bounce, and Tampa was getting every bounce. But still, I mean, eight nothing is just embarrassing. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I so. mean, I, and and honestly, I was kind of getting behind the aisles in a weird way. I, and I, I know there's supposed to be my mortal Man. enemy, my mortal enemy, but that whole thing with. Uh, who was it where they were talking? Um, oh gosh, what was the what was the situation where somebody called them like another another city's team, and then they were using that? Like the Isles like latched on to uh, to something that was kind of cool, and they they're a really gritty. They're a real gritty bunch too. Like it just feels like it's it should be their time. So I kind of want to I kind of want to see them come back here and make it to the, the Cup Finals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I've been kind of following them and rooting for them. Their fans are, are just starved for success. Like they haven't been this far in a long time in our lifetime. So I always like kind of like as long as it's not like the Eagles or something. You know, like a team I absolutely despise. Like the Islanders are a division rival, but like they don't really have bad blood with the Devils. And like so, anytime you see a fan base like get a taste of something that they haven't gotten in 30 years, it's always really fun. Like the Coliseum has been absolutely insane, and like. Tampa Bay, like, there's just nothing really cool. I mean, the team itself is really good, but, like, there's nothing really cool about, like, what Tampa Bay does, like, as far as, like, their in-arena experience. They had that whole thing with, like, the – they wouldn't let, like, a Florida Panthers fan, like, wear a Florida Panthers jersey in, like, in, in a suite or something. Like, they're just, like – they're just – I don't know. I, I don't like that that franchise. There's nothing really cool about them. Um, so yeah, I've definitely been kind of rooting for the Isles here. So hopefully they can they can win uh, win one tonight, um, force a game seven, and you know anything can happen in game seven. I, I I don't want tonight to be the last game in the Coliseum. I'd like to see them play a couple games in the Cup Finals in the Coliseum. That would be pretty sick. Same, same. By the way, just just touching on the uh, the Lightning. How about their like run? They have been good now for so long. And it drives me nuts that they've been good, as good as they've been for as long as they've been good, because it doesn't feel like they should be. I mean, yeah, they got Stamkos, they've got like a core that is is very strong. But I mean, the fact that Vasilevsky, all these years after crushing the Rangers' hearts, is still making it to like Eastern Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Finals, it's like, holy smokes! How did they build that franchise to be that strong? I mean, they've been good now for 10 years. Yeah, the Lightning have been really good for a long time. And a lot of it is taking, actually taking, like, Rangers players and, like, McDonough's still there. They, they had a lot of uh, success with, with Rangers players. But, yeah, they've been good for a while. And, like, that's kind of it, too. I think that's why I don't really like them is, like, you kind of get, like, fatigue from certain teams, like the Patriots. Like, who the hell wants to see the Patriots win again? You know what I mean? Like, everyone loves seeing them lose. Like, even, like, the Buccaneers. Like, I'm tired of – Tom Brady just won one with Tampa. It's like, I'm done with you, Tom Brady. Like, I, I – like, give me some new blood. Like, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are, even though they only won last year, they've been so good for so long. Like, their fans, like, expect it. Like, when the Tampa Bay scores a goal, it's like, I feel like it's like a golf clap. When the Islanders score, it's like, the fans go absolutely insane. Like, the the the, the, mon, like the audio is, like, like over-modulated with how loud it gets, you know? That's, that's what I want to see. I love the passion. Like, I want to see 
you know, honestly, all, all three teams besides Tampa Bay, the Islanders, Vegas obviously has like a sick fan base and they've never won the cup before. They're still new. And then Montreal, I mean, it's just it's such a shame that they can't have a full barn because that place would be absolutely. Oh, uh, if they if they make it and win it without fans, that would be the ultimate like just punch to the nuts because those <laughs> fans have been waiting for so long. Yeah, the last time yep. they won was what ninety three. Yep, and they love hockey there. Yeah, I mean yep. that is like the mecca of hockey if there is a mecca. Like that is it, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like Canada, man. You'd have to do just do do the right thing. Yeah, like if they make it, you have got to figure figure something out. Like right. swallow your pride, admit you were wrong, or admit that you're not wrong, and just say, "Listen, we know that this is still dangerous, but eh, to hell with it. This might right. never happen again." You know, this, this right? Exactly. Yeah, I actually don't know if this is true, but I heard that basically. Um, and I don't again. I don't know if this is true. I, I heard it from somewhere that the the reason why they haven't like opened up there is because I guess in Canada they aren't allowing people to get the second shot until everyone gets the first shot or something like that. Something well that makes no sense. I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how these shots work. Like you need to take them like a certain amount of time apart. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean how could they be so far behind us in in vaccinating people? Like I I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't really understand that either. So that is that is a little odd. I mean, there's some countries that, you know, like two percent of their population is vaccinated. So I, I guess it's possible. But those are like, you know, in, in Africa, and the Middle East and stuff, not in the not in the Western world. So. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty to complain about. But, you know, we're I guess we're doing a pretty good job when it comes to that stuff. So, um, yeah, so. That's pretty much. I, I don't know if you had anything. Oh, I wanted to go over a couple. Uh, well, uh, just a little pop culture jersey story. Do you have anything else like sports related you wanted to get into? I mean, the Yankees are. The Yankees don't make any sense to me. Uh, they they just won five out of six last week from Oakland and, um, and uh, Toronto, and now they're like the last night to come out with an absolutely brutal loss with Garrett Cole on the mound to. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, and now they're down two zip to them again early. So I, I can't – I don't understand this team. They're driving me nuts. I know the Mets are in first place um, in the NL East, but the NL East is a joke. I'm pretty sure the Yankees would be in first place in the NL East too, and they're in like fourth place or third in the in the AL East. So. Yeah, the Braves, the Braves stink. Yeah. The Phillies yeah. stink. Everybody stinks on the in the NL East. Yeah. The Braves are a hot mess. Everything's gone wrong there. Freaking uh, Azuna is like a freaking – nutcase now he's domestic violence problems and everything not uh, not good not good on that front no no yeah, not good you know we should you know we should bring up is the supreme court ruling on uh basically oh, yeah, yeah. Co- collegiate collegiate you know the the actual ruling concerned whether whether colleges can ration benefit that players can basically uh realize during their during their collegiate careers so they ruled that it's unconstitutional for a college to prevent somebody from monetizing their likeness so it's basically opening up the floodgates for monetization of of a likeness during a college career without losing your eligibility and that was a unanimous decision i saw too which is yeah surprising i feel like nothing's unanimous today and nowadays it's like well you know constitutionally it probably is a unanimous thing I wasn't really argue. I don't think you really can argue that it's not the right call. The question right. is, is it gonna produce the right result? And the answer is, who knows? 
Yeah, I know you you feel that it won't, and I know that you feel that it's going to not be good for Rutgers. I hope you're wrong. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, yeah, I I do agree with the whole argument that like somebody, um, you know, like who's going to want to sponsor, you know, uh, Bo Melton over like any Yankees or Mets or Jets or Giants? Oh, nobody, Devils. nobody. Like, Never you know what I mean, like, but like if you go to Nebraska. Like that's is that whoever their quarterback is is the number one you know star star of the show. So. Martinez, man, right. he will literally have every, he'll he'll be making a million bucks like his first year on campus. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is in Jersey. Like it's a rough and tumble place here. Like we 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 want you to like put up or shut up. And yeah, if you're if you're like if you achieve Ray Rice level, then yes, then you can start to monetize your your image and likeness. But, well, sorry, go ahead. But if you're like a O three or a Bo Melton or a, yeah Isaiah Pacheco, no way. There's just yeah. no way. And those, and those guys are all studs. Those are amazing, amazing athletes, and they should get you know the some attention. And they probably would elsewhere. But you know, it's something that Steve brought up with, with your interview with him. You know, kind of the whole you know we're Jersey. Like we got other stuff to do here. Like you know what I mean. Like. It's not just about football. It's not just about Rutgers. Like we have enough going on around this area where like, Hey, if you're good, if you're really good, we'll come out and we'll support you. And like, it'll be like a madhouse. Like it was in 2006. Like you can be the star of the show, but that's if you go out there and, and take it and earn it. If you don't the door like, down, yeah. If, like there's nine sport, nine professional teams and, you know, uh, you know, three major cities within a couple hours, you know, of, uh, you know, of, of, of Rutgers. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a win lose, I guess. Like it's, uh, there's positives and negatives to it. Well, what I worry about is, you know, you could argue that it's not going to change a hell of a lot coming out of high school with these athletes. Cause these guys were already going to top tier programs anyway, disproportionately like the five star four and five star guys. So I don't think we're necessarily worse off there than we are. We're not substantially worse off. I do think we're worse off in a situation where a guy blows up after one season and then hits the open market, and it's basically like free agency. Yeah. Like, why would you not? Why would you not if you're a Bo Melton and you can go and play for, I don't know, Penn State right. Or, right. Or, or USC? I guess get, are you, are get you paid. able to transfer as much as you want now too, or is it only one time? Yeah, you can transfer as much as you want. So you can go to a new school each year, basically. Pretty much. I mean, I'm, it's the whole ecosystem, right? Because the school itself isn't going to pay these kids. It's going to be the boosters. It's going to be the businesses that want brand association with the schools. It's going to be like through these loose affiliations that exist. SMU, the way they did it back in the day, they were really good at it. I bet you they're going to be good again. But every school like with that capacity is going to just, you know, they're going to be picking guys off left and right. There's no like tampering in college, none of that. Everything's hyper connected. I just think it's going to be really hard to retain talent, especially if you're like a talented guy from a. I mean, it does help the guys who are really talented, like the D1. The D1A, like non uh, Power Five level, man, those guys, it's going to be like every season, the big schools are going to like hunt for those guys. You know, offer them like to the high, they're going to go to the highest bidder. Because there are, there are a lot of talented guys in non Power Five, on non Power Five teams. 
who have like a, who emerged during the course of their college careers. And the big power five schools are going to go hunting for those guys. Yeah. On the other, the other problem, I've heard people say, well, in that case, if that happens, it's not a big deal because if you take a, a guy from a smaller um, non-power five school, that leaves you one less spot for a guy coming out of high school. So you have to make your decision. And to that, I say, are you, are you eating a steak right now? What are you doing? <laughs> to, to that? I say, I'm eating a pistachio to that. I say, can you not, <laughs> you're just like smacking your lips in our listeners ears. Sorry, everybody. Jesus. <laughs> Have some sorry, decorum, Carl. Sorry, listeners. I really like pistachio <laughs> to that. I say the, the scholarship limit means nothing. I mean, that's literally nothing at this point. You can you can gray shirt a guy, which basically means you bring him onto campus, you give him a spot on the team, but he's not got he doesn't have a, a scholarship, and then you just pay him the equivalent in the money that you would have otherwise. Scholarship limits won't matter. Alabama, we've talked about this before. Alabama hired Butch Jones to be like the assistant to Nick Saban, and they paid him a million dollars a year to do that, like just basically sit in like the 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 coach's box and like talk to him during the game. That they have those kinds of positions. You don't yeah. think that they can produce hundreds of thousands of dollars to gray shirt guys and put their 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 team over the roster limit? Of course they can. They're gonna got they're gonna pay for guys to just shell them. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. We're gonna see a lot of unintended consequences from this. It's certainly not gonna be a walk in the park. So Yeah. I mean I, you make very, very, very valid points. Um again, I hope that it doesn't play out exactly the way you're seeing it playing out. I also just have a lot of faith in Shiano that he knows what he's doing and he's going to play within the rules and, you know, do the best he can. Um, so hopefully it'll, it'll be uh it'll be a good thing for all, but we'll, we'll see. Obviously, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. So um, anything else sports in the sports realm you wanted to, Talk about. I know Jacob Young. Uh, this was weeks ago, but I don't know when the last time I did a sports podcast, a sports episode. He uh, transferred. He's going to Oregon now. I don't know what it is. What's with Oregon and stealing our guys? What's going on with that? Well, I mean, Phil Knight, man, they're paying them. Yeah, they're paying. They, that's. I mean, that's been a sort of a not a well kept secret for a while. Everyone knows. Everyone gets paid at Oregon, and uh, and yeah, they got Omaruyi. They got uh, they got Jacob Young. The pack the pack twelve is like Rutgers light now. You've got you've got Miles at UCLA, and you got half of Rutgers old team Omarui and Jacob Young at Oregon. Yeah, it's a shame, man. I really I loved I would love to interview Jacob Young. I I really liked him. I thought he was awesome. Obviously, there was a rift on the team. Obviously, yeah, I would love to uncover what exactly happened with the, with the team because literally, it, dude, it was the I don't know what happened. The Ohio State game. It was literally. Uh, uh, who who was Miles Johnson got in foul trouble and then the team was never the same after that. And I, I don't that know. was it, man. That was it. We were crushing them. We were winning by twelve points or something. And then that was the end. Of, that was effectively the end of our like last season, season. Last season, they seemed like they were all having a blast together, and, and early this season as well, it seemed like they were all having a blast. And then all of a sudden, like I, I don't know what happened, but hopefully someday we'll fi- we'll find out. <laughs> so last season was the most schizophrenic season. I think I've ever watched of any athletic team I followed. I went from absolutely loving the team to being disgusted with their play and, and kind of like starting to dislike them to then loving them again towards the end. I was like, please just do this, like get us over the hump and like make us proud. And they did win that game for us. So for that, I'm thankful, but they still somehow 
when the whole, the whole thing was said and done, they still underachieved because they blew, they just blew out that game against Houston. So just a weird season to look back on. Very strange. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Anything uh, non, non-sports or did you have any, any other sports topics, non-sports topics, just Jersey related stuff? You wanted to bring up, bring out to our listeners' attention this weekend or this week. Um, I guess the to the listeners, I want to know what your favorite Jersey eats are, because we're going to interview some iconic uh, restaurateurs of Jersey. We're going to interview iconic business owners of Jersey, but we need your help to define who those people are. Just, I mean, top of my mind, some restaurateurs I'd love to talk to that are quintessential Jersey. White Mana, got to talk to them, right? Got to talk to Are You Hungry, the Grease Trucks. We got to talk to, I feel like we almost have to talk to like Pat's and, Pat's and Gino's owner too, if they would if they would entertain us. Yeah. That is, even though it's not Jersey, it kind of is, if we're yeah. being honest. It's South Jersey. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, what else though? I mean, who else? This, they, we, we, need, we need recommendations, folks. Get on the horn. What's, your, what's, what's a pizza place that, I mean, there's so many good pizza places. That's the problem. Like, what is a Robbinsville tomato pies? We could, like, try that. There's just so many good to- pizza places. Who do you target for an interview? Like, who is quintessential Jersey pizza? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We need help. Yeah, there was actually just a place in South Jersey that was voted uh, fourth best pizza in the country in South Jersey. Here's the article here. Uh, it is Bricko coal-fired pizza in Westmont. Um, yeah, so good for them. Fourth best in the country. I mean, where's where's Westmont? I have no idea. I've never. It's so crazy. New Jersey's such a small state, and there's places where I'm really like I've never heard of that place in my life. Same. Yeah. I mean, what's Jersey's best beer? Is it is it Cape May Brewing? Oh yeah, I hundred percent. Cape May Brewing is unbelievable stuff. I heard actually. I actually heard that. Um, I forget what company it is, but there's a company that's doing a collab with Wawa to make a lemonade shanty beer with. So it's like going to be like Wawa lemonade. Wawa strawberry lemonade with their beer and it'll be like a shanty. I'm like, that sounds incredible. Sign me up. <laughs> now, now we just need, uh, now we just need those jugs of iced tea with some vodka. And I remember that, Brian. <coughs> yes. Brian and I used to drink basically the double pints of, uh, not double pints, the quarts. We used to drink the quarts of lemonade from Wawa by the bottle. Like we didn't even bother pouring it into a cup. We just, we just chug them direct from the bottle. I remember was, one time. I remember one time we filled up a half uh, a quart of of Wawa uh, a carton with uh, Soco. We just passed it back and forth at the bus stop freshman year. I still cannot even smell Soco because of that anymore. <laughs> Soco is pretty gross. It's disgusting. I don't understand how any like. It's I think as like a high school kid and early college, you like it because it's like a little sweet. But yeah, it's kind of gross. What is that? I don't even know what it is. It's disgusting, though. Like malt liquor. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, all right, one final thing to wrap up. I just saw um, a little Jersey uh, pop culture icon, uh, Ronnie Ronnie Magro from Jersey Shore, is engaged. Um, so probably Jamie Sweet, just Jamie Sweetheart. Nope, nope. Oh, he has a new girlfriend. Well, not new girlfriend, new fiance. His girlfriend's name, you ready for this? You want to hear her name? Yes, 
Sapphire. Sapphire. Sapphire Meadows. So fantastic. Good for them. Um, Ronnie. Ronnie seemed like he had a lot of anger issues. I hope it. Hope that got better for him. Yeah. Yeah. He. The relationship with his uh, with his child's mother was was not good. I'm. I'm very happy he got out of that because that was just not going to end well for. Uh, for him or for their their beautiful daughter. Um, so in fairness to him, Sammy did seem like she was driving him like nuts. Now that guy is like he gets into relationships with people that are just intent on driving him insane. Well, I Sammy, don't know. I don't. Sammy was in another relationship too. I think she was engaged, but I don't know if they're still engaged. I think I maybe heard rumors that they've broken it off. But um, yeah, no. The, he didn't have a kid with Sammy though. He had a kid with us. This girl from I think like Vegas or California, and they had like all kinds of domestic issues. It's really bad. That's not good. Yeah, I mean it's amazing how of all the characters in Jersey Shore, arguably the one who has soaked it all up for the most that it could be worth is none other than Snooky. She has done the best. Like she's like a, a business genius compared to the other the other ones. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's parlayed that into her own show with uh, JWoww. Yeah. Because they're on like a line of shit. I still, I still watch the show. They still do it. They're, they're, they're having kids and stuff, and they, they still have. I think there's a new episode that comes out like tomorrow night. I'm just like, I'm like living my life with these people, like having kids alongside them. You're still watching it? I mean, what, oh what, yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Are they all still on it? Or oh yeah, every well, Snooky wasn't, but she just came back. Because uh, but Sam, no, Sam's not on it though. No, she's the only. Yeah, she's the only one that um didn't do like the. The reunions, the, the later years, uh, you know, the, the the more the golden years of Jersey Shore. Well, oh yeah, what's his name? He's done doing pretty good too. The DJ, uh, Paulie, right? Paul, yeah, he's done really well. And the situation actually uh, is doing really well. Situation went to jail. He did, but he's really he's really turned. <laughs> he's doing real well. He's, he's, he went to jail, but he's he's, he's doing good now. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, look up his house, okay? He's doing really well for himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're all rich. They're yeah. all rich. I mean, yeah. they're all, they all have millions of dollars. He, and, he went, and he went to jail for tax evasion, which I'm pretty sure every rich person in the country could go to jail for if you really looked into it. So, uh, he didn't pay, I thought he didn't pay income taxes for like four years. I have no idea. I, uh, whatever he did, it, he went to jail for, so he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but... All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all I have uh, for the week in Jersey or the last couple weeks in Jersey. Hopefully we can get in more of a routine of getting episodes out each week. Uh, my son's Little League uh, baseball has been just terrorizing my life for the last couple months. But now that's over. I have a little bit more free time to uh, you know, spend with our listeners. So hopefully everyone enjoys. And Yeah, uh, listeners, uh, speak to you in August. By yeah. the way, Harris, Harris, shout out to Harris, our biggest fan. Uh, he finally got his shirt this week. He's jacked up for it. He said it's built for comfort. It's a great day to be Jersey. You know, guys, we're still doing it. I mean, if you tweet at us, you tweet our name out there, you can get a shirt yourselves. It'll it'll take a bit to get there, but like like Harris saw, but it will come. So make yeah. it happen. Yeah, you know what? We uh, yeah, it'll it'll get there one way or another. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all I have. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Maybe. Peace. (laughs) Lovely accent, New Jersey.